0: Welcome to Chatting with Fata Complight. I'm your host, Logan Wolf, and today I'm joined by my good friend, Scott Jacobson. Hello! And not Michael, to no one's surprise. I, for one, am not shocked. I'm actually very shocked because he canceled on us last minute. The fucking bitch. Here's the thing, we can talk shit about him, he won't know, he doesn't listen. No, he doesn't listen. And we've made this joke over and over again. And not once have I ever heard him mention it. So I know he doesn't fucking listen.
1: (laughs) You want to start a completely unfounded rumor here that he'll never know because he doesn't know. Yes, please. I think he's left handed. I think he is left handed. I think he's hiding it. That's
0: the, you know, that's the that's the something Catholicism left handed is like
1: the devil or something. So, you know, Michael bad, Michael bad. I went to shake his hand, and then he hesitated because I had my right hand out. But he kind of like shifted left before he shifted to right to extend his right hand. So that's pretty damning evidence. I think that's yeah. He wanted he wanted it. He craved the left handed shake. Did what a bastard! <laughs> <laughs> He's really weighing his words there.
0: I <laughs> well, I had to. I had to keep it. You know, I guess that's right. Um. Anyways,
1: <laughs>
0: and he I kept th- it yes on today's episode of chatting with fincomply we're gonna go ahead and do another bit of a review you do uh Michael was supposed to be here for this because we all played it together but like I said bitch. so uh, <laughs> Please we're observe just, the above bitch. yeah we're just moving on without him because news you lose yeah there's I mean there's nothing else we could do I'm not crying you're crying anyways Recently, because we are so just on top of trends, we finished uh, the game by Supermassive. I think is the yeah Supermassive Games. Yeah, Supermassive Games. Really, really high expectations, naming themselves that. But uh, uh, they
1: named after the uh, founder, Jonathan Supermassive.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry, did not know. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, but we finished. You. I think technically their latest game,
1: right? That's a good question, because I don't know the status of the other thing that they're kind of doing on the side, the Dark Pictures Anthology. I think that, that the first volume of it wrapped up, but I don't really know. The wet? That's been their kind of... So Supermassive is known mainly for Until Dawn, a yep. game that they released on the PS4. Uh, and you'll probably... That's how you'll probably know them, when people say the Until Dawn people, because to this day, that's still what they're most known for. Yep. Uh, they've done some stuff since. Like the like, I was just talking about the Dark Pictures Anthology. Uh, I can't really speak to those. And no one I know ever refers to them as, you know, supermassive games. They refer to them as games made by the Until Dawn people. (laughs) And uh, I'm just kind of stalling while I look here. As I I say, what is the anthology? I've literally never heard of that. Like I've heard of some of their other projects. I have not heard of that. So it's just a bunch of like... I mean, it's an anthology, so it's all disconnected stories. Uh, I think they're unified by there, because they've gotten the... Part of the whole games is having that unification of the... Uh, this, like, third party that's kind of observing the stories and kind of judging the player for their actions. That's a I unification? That I mean, for the stories, I guess. I mean, I guess technically they have similar concepts. Yeah. I guess. But, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's, like, a bunch of, like, junior games. Really, like... I don't hmm. think they're quite at the scale of the quarry. I could be wrong. But considering how much of these they've churned out in recent years, I don't think that they're huge. Hmm. Uh, and I think we've kind of reached the edge of my knowledge there. It's just like more smaller self-contained things under the wider branding. And I think, nope, there is one that's been released after the quarry, the devil and me devil in me what the The devil in me yeah they all have different names they're all about different stuff
0: now wait is the quarry part of that anthology or is that something completely different
1: no the quarry is a standalone it's touted as a spiritual successor to until dawn (laughs) i would not call it spiritual successor to until dawn (laughs) i would say that this game is probably more of a midlife crisis sparked <laughs> by Until Dawn uh, because like the dark pictures anthology maybe it's good maybe it's bad I haven't played it after playing the quarry I'm even less interested and I was not interested before and I don't think as many people were as interested as something like Until Dawn hmm. and so this kind of feels like supermassive games Jonathan supermassive steepling his fingers and going "Well, okay what was the, the the last really good one Until Dawn let's just do another one of those it yeah. really just feels like they saw the opportunity to just make another Until Dawn. Not to like build on Until Dawn and actually you know evolve Until Dawn just make another Until Dawn. Yeah. By the way
0: curious but the devil in me seems to take place. In you?
1: The <laughs> Oh wait. I'm sorry. Uh... Now he's looking it up. Well, no,
0: because it, it I think it had I think it's set in the uh, the World's Fair Hotel, the one in Chicago that was, you know, that happened with all those murders. Mm. Um, I think, though, it looks like it takes place in the future, like now times in it. I don't know that th- that just caught me. Uh, Because isn't the book called like the devil in the white city or something about that?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. No, oh. I know that this Wikipedia article says it takes inspiration from the myth of H.H. H. Holmes and his murder castle. The myth? The myth of H.H. H. Holmes.
0: Is that a myth now? I thought that was... It. You know what? We are... Sorry, I'm tangent. Honestly, um...
1: <laughs> this is all, like, more interesting stuff than the quarry, so I don't blame us for a little bit of spiraling here. Yes. Which is what I was going to say, is that the spirit... the. <sighs>
0: the quarry the quarry is the spiritual successor to until dawn as much as like back for blood is the spiritual successor to left for dead
1: right or something like mighty number nine to mega man yeah is that too harsh all of them
0: completely inferior and missing the point of the originals even though i'm not gonna say unlike left for dead and mega man I'm not going to say Until Dawn is some perfect masterpiece, though, that I will not go that far.
1: Oh, um, no, no. But now, honestly, I'm not even like huge on Until Dawn. You'll I'm hear not... us defending Until Dawn a lot here. Yeah, uh, probably kind of like backhandedly. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's like average at best.
0: Like, honestly. yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's just an unfortunate comparison, but uh, yeah. I'm not huge on Until Dawn and a lot of it kind of comes down to my general distaste for Supermassive as a whole. Like if I had a chance to talk to Jonathan Supermassive, if we were in a room or just like bumped into each other at the museum, as I often go, yeah, I found him. I put my hand on his shoulder, and I'd say, John, I call him John, not to his face. I'd say, Jonathan, you're wrong. What you're doing is wrong. He just said, the... John, why? John why why because well, like, I feel like there's a bit of ego to supermassive now oh are and, like, you after joking until dawn
0: with how many goddamn celebrity cameos there are in each one yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's a quite a bit of that going around but it, they, they it feels like they're they've got their style you know and they're touting it like oh we are masters of interactive storytelling this is our style that we're pushing you're no telltale Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan no like telltale made
0: some shit stuff sometimes too you're no telltale they
1: did (laughs) you're no walking dead season one Mm -mm. no no they've never gotten to that i've always felt like in terms of like interactive storytelling for supermassive they're crude and unspeakably plain like it's literally just there's a story happening hit the buttons to make the still the story continue happening Instead yeah. of like weaving the gameplay into the storytelling or treating it as the storytelling. Uh, but I won't pretend like it's a completely like ineffectual model because, you know, it is investing. You know, your choices will determine the outcome. So I feel like that Well, sometimes. but well, that's the thing. I feel like that kind of approach. You can't really half ass. If you're going to make a branching story, you got to make big branches. You got to make it feel like, wow, look at my story. It's completely different from this one. Yeah. Where supermassives, they they generally follow a very, I don't, I guess, yeah, linear, I, linear story. Like, there's a base story that things will happen, and they will always happen. It's really more like you change the decorations.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the choices aren't, they don't actually change any plot points. All they do is change how many characters have survived at that point.
1: That's, right. That's all the choices are. And that can I, lead to some plot points. Uh like well, I'm sure we'll talk about this in the quarry, our experience with losing some characters. But overall, yeah, it feels a little less uh it, it's not as impactful as they like to say it is. No, not even slightly. Uh,
0: spoiler alert, I specifically made several choices on purpose to get a character killed because they were annoying the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's true. I can confirm that he did that. We have the video proof that he Yes, he did that. Very much did that on
0: purpose. Mm-hmm. I, also, I don't know. Not to, say, not to say that every character was... No, I take that back. Not every character was bearable in Until Dawn. But I don't mm-hmm. think by the end of it that anyone was too egregious. Like, there's that fine line of starting a character off as, like, a complete, like, doucher and, like, you know, you really don't like them, and by the end, like, kind of evolving them and making them go through struggles and making you sympathize and stuff, which they do sometimes. A dedu if you will. Yes. I won't, but you will. Yeah. Uh, But then sometimes they... But, like... I don't know. Sometimes they they, do that well, and sometimes they don't do
1: it at all. And it's like... (laughs) Well, with Until Dawn in the quarry, it's obviously, you know heavily referential to like classic slasher horror yeah and and the pitfall that i find that until dawn fell in and i feel like the core falls in too, was that sometimes it can be hard to tell if uh we're taking certain things seriously or if we're supposed to regard these characters as their archetypes like oh, that's such a mean girl thing to say whereas then sometimes they actually do try to sit down and like but this is actually this character's name they went to school for several years in this medical field like you know and i feel like i can't it's hard to tell if I'm supposed to be invested in someone as a character or as just like, well, it's time for the funny person to die, you know? Yeah. But I do feel like until dawn, I agree. There wasn't like, like I think the closest one to that, like exemplifying that as its worst, was probably like Emily. Like oh I my god, Emily was some, unbearable
0: uh... the entire time.
1: Yeah, she had a lot we... of moments.
0: A lot there of bad was moments. there was a time. Where we were gonna have a choice whether or not we could kill the character, and just because we had already survived with everyone already, we were like, let's try and keep everyone alive. I had my finger on that trigger though. I was like, This bitch needs to
1: go. <laughs> yeah, she's literally hanging for her life, and all she can do is like, help me up, you idiot. It's like can you here with what I'm Matt! doing? Matt, my nutrients, Matt.
0: Yeah, no, she was completely unbearable. She had no redeeming qualities, which no. is not good. And I get it that, you know, I'll sometimes you. you need somebody to be a total ass, but like, don't try and make me sympathize with them.
1: Right. I, yeah. No, I. It's like, does uh, a, yeah. like, in, uh, like, Final Destination, I think, it does this, where it's like, you know, the characters are like, prime to be killed, and so what they do is they try to be like, you don't want to make you sympathize for them, you want the, to root for them dying, you know? Like, yeah, kill those assholes. But if you have a story that's actually trying to get us invested in the characters, that's not the right approach to take.
0: Yeah. And I feel like the best example that they've done so far in terms of deductioning was Mike from Until Dawn. Mike mm-hmm. starts out the typical stereotype, like jock, asshole, kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a uh, womanizer. But by the end he has like a really big part like if you keep him alive where he kind of goes through his own solo adventure kind of and it's it's really endearing because yeah he is an asshole but he does actually care about people at the end of the day and just kind of going through his whole things he kind of drops the big well eh, no yeah I, I guess the more what's the word i'm looking for i guess the more toxic side of like the big strong tough guy thing and he's more so now mm-hmm. just caring about helping helping his friends because they're all in mortal peril and also he probably speaks the most sense <laughs> out of everyone except for maybe <laughs> sam like right. him and sam are the best characters because they're not idiots which is nice
1: <laughs> oh, oh sam is common sense incarnate
0: yes i'm trying to think if there's anybody in <laughs> The quarry that fits that description,
1: and I'm not thinking of one. <laughs> oh, you're you, you, you're trying to apply sense to the quarry and its character slogan. You're right. I'm sorry. How could you? Supermassive didn't. Why would you? That's a that's a fair point. Also, um,
0: well, no, I sorry. I don't want to like jump around too much with until dawn, but, and I know this is supposed to be the quarry, and we've been talking about nothing but <laughs> until dawn until now, but. <laughs> Uh, just kind of sing singing the praises that I have of it at the moment, even though keep in mind it is like an average game at best. But there are right. some things that it does very well, and that does not translate to the quarry whatsoever.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, definitely one of the things that I will give until dawn, yeah, uh, is that its mystery is actually pretty well done, yes. Like, it starts off, and you think it's going to go in a very typical slasher direction. There's someone lurking around, there's something spooky. Uh, But then as it goes on, it starts seeding in these supernatural elements. And you think maybe that's part of it. You think maybe that they're developing in parallel to the slasher stuff. But then it goes on, and you realize that it's not. It's actually intersecting with it. It's really kind of clashing with it. Uh, It turns out there's a totally different evil than, you know, at the end that you started with, uh... And it ends up, you know, what's been framing the whole thing with the uh, the third party character is actually tied into the main story. And it all starts, without spoiling too much, you know, it all starts to, uh, it, the story that ends until dawn is different than the one that begins it. And yeah. it never feels like it like does so suddenly. It feels like it builds to that in a very natural way and unfolds in a very natural way. And uh, I'll give it that. And it doesn't take its time, too. Yeah. It has a good sense of pacing. The mystery unfolds at uh, at a good level. It feels all appropriate. I like it.
0: Now, I am curious to see how much of Until Dawn would have changed and if our opinion would have changed if we lost any characters. Because all of our characters were alive the whole time. So that means we got the full context. Whereas in the quarry, several characters did die. And we probably cut out a decent chunk.
1: Yeah, that's probably uh, probably the biggest disclaimer. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, Yeah, probably the biggest disclaimer to hang is that we did not get everyone out. We did lose some characters. And in doing so, we might have experienced things maybe not as optimally as we could have, because I know for a fact. uh, Well, you know what? I'm just going to throw up really quick. Uh, We've been kind of general for now. We'll probably just start dropping spoilers very casually. Spoiler warning uh, starting now. Yeah, if you if you're just curious about our opinions uh, without a spoiler context, uh, uh, game is stupid. Logan, anything to add? Uh, it's also uh bad. <laughs> all right, I think that covers all the bases. All right, spoiler yep. warning. We're turning back. Yep. Okay, I think they're gone. We can talk shit about them. Did you see? Okay, their hands?
0: God, I just why is everyone just so left-handed? <laughs> just
1: uh, the world we live in, man. Michael's uh, anyway, to his infection. To... <laughs> patient zero with the left hands <laughs> never happened before him no yeah True story i don't know i didn't you look can't it up. I, anyway, you can't prove
0: it you can't prove it i won't look <laughs> prove at me it. wrong
1: kids <laughs> prove me wrong uh, but anyway back to the quimbo so uh the, we killed most significantly uh jacob and emma and their characters yep. who are more connected than the other two and i'm yep. pretty sure they would have had more of a subplot to themselves had they yep. survived uh, agreed had they survived had they survived yeah, so uh, I feel like some chapters were cut short just because oh. we didn't have them, and th- maybe, like, there were some weird th- issues with things feeling abrupt, or, like, they started just kind of showing us nothing. Maybe yeah. there were supposed to be people during those times. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be, like, turn off the lights, and now they're on the other side of the room, and just things continue as normal. Uh, don't know. Don't, uh, don't know. But uh, there's our disclaimer. Maybe we didn't get the, uh, the best story the quarry has to offer, but I'll be honest... It's I don't think hard. that uh, that's a bad thing because we were already uh, already kind of miserable with what we had. Telling me that there's a longer version of the quarry, <laughs> that makes me really sad. I'm so sad. It's also
0: I, I would also argue that that's not our fault in terms of the story being more lackluster if you lose characters because that was a choice on the devs' part, not mine. So... That's a very good point.
1: If even you're gonna if make we... a, a like a choice driven yeah. story, but only one of the choices is the good one, then that's not a choice driven story at all. You've just made an extra story no one wants. Yeah. That's a very good point. So
0: Yeah. Um I don't know how much we even want to get into this because I mean it, it, it starts off pretty similar to um Until Dawn, where it kind of starts off with uh a bit of a Actually, it starts out really similarly, where we have two seemingly unrelated characters. They run into some weirdness, and then, uh... Well, I guess the... I'm trying to think of it... I I forgot
1: Until Dawn had that prologue.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's really any necessary... Or any, uh... Supernatural stuff in the intro. I think the animals were being weird in the intro of Until Dawn. But... um. In the quarry, it's a lot more, like, supernatural-esque. Like, you actually, like, see, like, the ghost and stuff. And the little demon boy on the road. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, it kind of has those hints. Though you don't really know what it is. People are acting weird. And then, uh, well, no. Actually, no. I take that back. Because you don't actually see what. In Until Dawn, you don't actually see what is on there, you just see the animals and then they fall backwards. And then, or well, I guess you see the guy, but like that's clearly a guy, like it's not like some supernatural being. Whereas in The Quarry, you see pretty early on that it's some like weird looking, like goblin looking thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess supernatural is just right,
1: just kind of right there, just immediately. Um, it is, yeah. And I kind of hope that you don't pay attention to it too closely, but we did.
0: Yeah, we did. Um, Because, you know, we live and die on logistics out here. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking between because uh, this because the plot happens during a summer camp and it's like a two month summer camp, right? Something like that. Yeah. And two, uh, two or three. I know we already said spoilers, but I'm just going to come out right and say it. Is that uh, the main bad guy or the main supernatural aspect of this uh, game is werewolves. And it does seem to follow the rule that werewolves only transform during a full moon. And, you know, they lose all sense of self. So they just kind of like attack, whatever. My question is, though. Mm -hmm. And you find out later that Chris Hackett, the director of the camp. Is a werewolf? What did he do in the month, like the full moon when camp was in session?
1: Uh, what, did he, what did he do? <laughs> book a vacation? I don't know. Go to go to the old motel that uh, the other counselors are supposed to go to.
0: What did the I hunters do? Because there seem to be know. werewolves all over the damn place.
1: How the, who, how? Yeah. This is a good point, because they make a point, like, the kids gotta get out tonight, because it's, you know, it's a full moon night, I presume, that's why they're so urgent. But I mean, it wasn't just like, there was a full moon in June, and now we wait for the next full moon in August, like, the, yeah, the full moon.
0: It's like, that happens at least, you know, assume, a, uh, unless I just don't know something about some of the seasons, I would assume a full moon happens at least 12 times a year. Does something happen in July that like I don't know about or <laughs> it was an eclipse. It was nullified. Is that how it works? Do they, do they do reverse werewolves? What's a reverse werewolf? What What would you do instead of like because because in this in this game, the werewolves like you explode, which is weird. You like explode out of your body into a werewolf. What? have? Do you like implode into like a little Shih Tzu or something?
1: <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, like a chihuahua. <laughs> You're like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and then it's like, what, the... what? One thing at a time. One thing at a time. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe did they just put him in the storm shelter he was in in the uh, beginning of the game? Maybe,
0: but he was the only other like adult. Like it's not like they knew who his family was. Like.
1: yeah no i don't i don't
0: don't... (laughs) and the game's never gonna explain it so uh i guess i'll just move on um (laughs) because i'm trying to think because i feel like until dawn was also sorry there's no real and maybe we missed it with jacob and uh emma who were the two characters that died but i feel like there wasn't Do you think that they had the hag subplot, like, interlaced with their stories? Because in Until Dawn, you had, like, the fake killer subplot, and then the actual, like, supernatural, like, overall uh, overall plot that takes over. But in this one, I, like, there's a B subplot that kind of, sort of gets mentioned Where sometimes, sometimes things happen, and then they just kind of forget about it for like an hour, and then they're just like, oh, oh, shit, we need to, oh, fuck, we need to talk about this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, it it feels like, (laughs) like, until Dawn felt more like unraveling, like, what's really the danger here? Because there's always a sense that something's wrong. It's just that at first we think it's one thing, and then it turns out it's another. It's not, you know, some killer stalking the woods, it's Wendigo's. (sighs) Which, conveniently, the werewolves in this uh, in the quarry are very similar to Wendigos. I, so, Scott, to the point, I, I wonder if they've retextured them. Is that I sp- oh, my close? God, dude.
0: I specifically did not mention that because I was waiting until we actually talked about it. Can we talk about Supermassive and being horribly uncreative with monster design?
1: Let's do that. Let's talk about that real quick.
0: Because... In terms of at least the games we've played, and I'm pretty sure in some of their other games where I know some of the other ones, I think it was like vampires or something. And I want to say, again, the vampires look like fucking like wet, skinless, gangly people. I could be wrong. I don't think I am. But the Wendigo design, like, fine. You know, that's your first game. That's whatever. But then you have werewolf. And, you know, what do you think of when you think of werewolf? Well, obviously you think of wolves and I think like uh, big, furry, big, furry, uh, like hulking monsters. These guys yeah. are twigs with no hair and with like kind of messed up looking mouths. And that's it. And they're barely taller than a person. Like I think of a werewolf. I think of like a 10 foot hulking like a monster that could rip me in half by like flicking me these things look like they can't bench
1: like 90 pounds like i the bar would turn their elbows to dust yeah (laughs) i
0: i don't i don't get why and i i guess i get that okay supernatural powers they can have super strength okay fine whatever Why can't we have monsters that just look like fucking beefcakes? Like, don't get
1: me wrong. I do enjoy... You You have the hots for monsters now when you say it like that.
0: (laughs) Just werewolves. Um... (laughs) (laughs) But I mean... Like, seriously, I I can appreciate sometimes if you have like a cool... Like the Wendigo. It's like, it's fine that they're super strong and they're gangly looking motherfuckers. Because they're... You know, the spirits of like cannibals and, you know, they most of them were probably um, driven to the point of starvation. So it would make sense that they look like that. But I mean, werewolves like, I don't know, dude, I feel like a lot of animals, especially like predators are like. You know, things made of like lean, mean muscle and it just like and I know I said, but but they're twigs like I I, I don't know, they don't even look like animals. They just look like fucked up humans.
1: Well, that's the thing that gets me. You know, they call them werewolves. There's barely anything canine about their appearance. No, they they They're run like canine, on all fours.
0: That's the only thing they do. Right. They don't even have ears. I just realized that they don't even have like no. wolf ears. Like, I. I don't. I. I, I is is. Yeah, am i wrong is there some like werewolf mythos like oh the original one is they were skinny hairless little bastards like it,
1: that's what i'm missing like i don't i don't know yeah i don't know and why does they why do they have to explode when they transform i don't know that is completely it's gross it is
0: gross but that also all that 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 did take me by surprise that you explode and that's when i was like okay so you're just like dead right like your skin literally exploded into a monster right. uh no you can somehow come back from that and it's just like back oh so why don't they oh, just cool. transform oh you know what do you-, you know what i think it was they spent all the money on the celebrity cameos and the celebrity actors, so they didn't have any budget to actually, like, make a transforming, like, animation.
1: So yeah, see, like, that's just right. what crossed my mind, too.
0: They're they're just like, all right, fuck it. They explode into blood. It's like, cool. <laughs> you want to be a werewolf?
1: There you go. Want be at werewolf least until, I was oh. At least
0: until Dawn had, like, different phases of turning into a wendigo. This one mm-hmm. is just all or nothing. It's just like, oh. All right. Yes, I'm that now. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I don't know the. I'm trying to look up the other monster designs real quick. Uh, super massive games
1: monster R, R- 34 four R- three. We got him. We got him. Jet.
0: Oh no, no. Dark anthology. Okay, that's like a skeleton guy. Spooky new... That just looks like a Resident Evil 8 ripoff. <laughs> that looks like one of the sisters. Um What the fuck is that
1: thing? Listener, just imagine in your mind what he's looking at. Oh, it's just like a little Gollum thing. little Gollum thing? Okay, I reaction, guess the... A thing?
0: Okay, I guess the vampires weren't... Okay, the vampires actually don't look that bad. I feel like I remember them... Okay, they actually look like bats, though. Okay, that actually isn't bad. I gotta look that's not bad, actually. That's pretty. That's that's not bad. Definitely, probably the better one that they've
1: had. Oh yeah, I could see that. I don't know if I see it as a vampire, but I you know I can see it. Yeah, I mean, it looks. It's different. I, I'd think, than the holy other shit, stuff. bat.
0: Yeah. Is that the is that all the monsters? I feel like that's all the monsters. <laughs> it's probably all the monsters. So, like, two out of I'm sorry, I just scariest enemies and creatures in the quarry. And there's Bob, there's a boar, and then there's a stupid looking werewolf. <laughs>
1: what a what a what. How do you what make... A... There's literally, like, seven things. Is it a list of seven things? What do you mean? No, Scott, that's all of them. That's all the things right there. That's it? I don't even yeah. remember which one's Bob.
0: Jim Bob, the guy who couldn't see Caitlin in the door. Oh, that's right. I
1: thought, we... I thought it was a joke.
0: No. I thought that was our joke. I didn't... Re... I forgot that's going to be a part of his name, Bobby. Yeah. No, yeah, his name's yeah. Bobby. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, two out of the three, I guess that one's different, but, I mean, that's just... That's just creepy looking humans, so I'm not giving any creativity to that. So mm. They've only really had two monster designs. The Windigo looking motherfuckers, because the werewolves look pretty much the same. And then the vampires, which actually do look pretty pretty good, actually, I would argue. Um I get a thumb from Logan. Yeah. Um as I can actually tell, they were at least inspired by bats. Like I can actually see that. Uh, yeah. But everything else is like, I don't know. It's it's horribly uncreative, and they also do a weird thing where they mix and match mythos, which I mean, is fine. Um, you said that a little bitterly. Well, I'm trying to think of how to actually do. I know how work. How does a where. how do werewolves spread in like Uh, is it a bite because I thought maybe they are just confusing zombies but maybe I'm wrong
1: uh,
0: you'd think I would have done this research beforehand but I haven't
1: I mean not that interesting I guess how do you spell werewolf google what the fuck
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's in the question (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, how, what do we? What do we even look up? How to become werewolf? Werewolves? How do they spread? Because of typical... Tra- oh, I guess it is through biting. Okay, I thought that it might be. Okay, because this for like a it's a metaphor for like any contagious disease, particularly those that are transmitted sexually. pinky <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I guess better steer I- away from the monsters, Logan no no uh <laughs> no, i'm going to stop that thought right there uh <laughs> <laughs> good man good man um but no i mean well, i guess maybe they didn't really i feel like there was something else weird that they did with the werewolves in this but maybe maybe it's just me i don't know maybe it's just the exploding you? body thing where it's just like
1: i don't know that's very strange um but yeah, I, the... I think you might be on the money. Where it's just literally just an animation thing. They're like, ah, yeah, very well Werewolf. could be.
0: It very well could be. And then they just reused the asset from the Windigo. I really they ran they out did. of money. Um. Yeah, no, I I am not a big fan of most of their monster designs. Because I mean, even the, like it, the Windigo is serviceable, but it's really just like a gangly person, which. You know, it makes more sense in context, at least there, than it does here. But it's like, meh, but, yeah. meh, yeah. no. They're also not really intimidating, honestly. No, not really. <laughs> never, never thought of them as such. No, so yeah. I mean, to say, the, besides Huge the villains, there. But, yeah, but sorry, at least besides, we
1: stayed related here. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, I, don't even, I don't even remember why what, what I started saying. Oh, yeah, because like Until Dawn, it kind of builds to that supernatural thing. It's always kind of hanging around the quarry. And so it doesn't really feel like it's a mystery that's unraveling. It just kind of feels like we're, we're constantly just... getting told and then and then and then. And, yeah. Not. it's not so much a twist because n- nothing's a twist. It's just yeah. mostly piecemeal exposition, honestly, is the best feeling I could describe to it. Yeah, there's just there's this feeling of just waiting for it to happen.
0: And also, yeah. th- oh, God. Yeah, waiting for it to happen and then just watching the characters be complete idiots. Mm-hmm. Like. At one point, after you pretty clearly see a werewolf. In a-, a part of the game, the characters like all gather back up and they're just like, <gasps> did you think there was a bear?
1: It's just like, oh, my, if I had a nickel for the amount of times they that they were just like, it was a bear in this game. I could buy my own bear and train it to write an article (laughs) bashing the quarry.
0: And it's just like, have you never seen a bear before? Like, Jesus, city kids, I don't think they do. It's either that is either it was either. Oh, that must have been a bear or some kind of wild animal. No, I take that back. It was mostly just bear. Or they just didn't see it.
1: I oh don't my think
0: Supermassive knows how lighting works.
1: I don't think they know how human eyes work. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest. Because, like, it happened in Until Dawn a few times, too, where something happened that was, like, I know there was the, uh, uh, it's, it's not like t- telescope, but it's telescope, whatever, jump scare, where you're looking at something and all yeah. of a sudden some uh, bugle looking things like, huh! the thing and the character sees it and they react and then they don't say anything so it's like you're not gonna not gonna say something (laughs) you literally just saw the sinister in the bottom corner there you're not gonna do anything yeah and then it gets more egregious than that but that's the one that comes to my mind always like what do you react please (laughs) the amount of times that things either should be seen or are seen and just are completely disregarded is comical. Like, sometimes it's not even like, oh, it's a bear. They literally, literally, Ryan sees a werewolf outside the window of the Radio Shack. He doesn't say <laughs> anything. He doesn't say shit. He just, like, goes back to business. And then, he, you know, Dylan's like, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, I mean, I don't have to, don't have to tell you when there's something out there. It's like, dude! Just be like, uh, uh, uh. That's all you need to
0: do. Yeah, and I mean, like, don't even get me started on shit like that. It's, he literally... I you fuck you you dug that up for me I didn't even remember that was a thing but now I can like see it clearly in my mind of uh Ryan, see, yeah, Ryan going up to the window seeing a a little goblin werewolf approaching them not saying a damn thing and then Dylan like going to run outside and then it's literally standing like right in front of him and he's just like ah! and then he goes back and he's like who can you say anything and Ryan's just and our two options by the way like th- that's th- that's a whole other thing is the options don't make fucking sense and
1: a lot Oh we'll of talk scenarios. a lot about the options in a bit. Uh
0: but the option was like I wasn't sure and like it w- it-, it was some I think other it was option like, that
1: like fuck you I'm not even yeah. joking yeah. I think it was literally just like fuck you I don't need to tell you shit. Yeah.
0: And It's just like it's what like... the <laughs> fuck why would I why It's a very important thing. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, uh,
1: the idea... It's it, it somehow... Yep. Sorry, it's just somehow even... I'm just thinking about all of this site stuff now. It's somehow one of the more believable site-based things in the whole game. Considering yeah. the amount of times that, like, literally, someone is standing, not even in, like, pitch darkness, just in a shadowy spot, and they're apparently invisible.
0: You mean, like, how Jim Bob was standing at the top of the stairs and uh, uh, Caitlyn was standing in a landing that was barely shadowed? Like, not, like, hiding off to the side, standing in the middle of it. And Jim Bob doesn't fucking see her, even though he's staring directly at her.
1: Hands his gaze directly over her, but because she's standing so perfectly still, <laughs> she's invisible to the naked eye. Wait, no, sorry, that's Drax. This, this isn't is, uh, Drax. This is real life. This I is a video say, game real life. <laughs> And the Hackett's too, and like Mama Hackett's like, you can't hit what you can't see, you piece of shit, and she just turns off the lights, stands still for like five seconds, and then as it approaches and grabs the gun, it's like, that worked. Like, that, what? Well, no, she
0: teleports, because when she turns off the lights, it actually did get dark in terms of where they were standing, but then she does teleport to the side, grab the shotgun, and by the way, no one else does anything. Uh no. The No, Scott, the more egregious one is when Papa Hackett is going after what's-her-face and she slams the... Well, first of all, we say run, and then she literally stands there for the entire duration of the ensuing cutscene instead of running. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She turns off the lights, and the room is just filled with moonlight. So, like, the lights barely did anything, but all of a sudden, Papa Hackett doesn't know where she is. And he starts firing his gun in the air. He's like, where are you? It's like, like, first of all, she didn't move. Like, you didn't even see a shadow move. So she's right in front of you. And you know she's at the
1: fuse box because that's what
0: just exploded. Yeah. Also, she, you know she's like a werewolf. You like just shot her. And she's fine. Like. The silver bullets. Doing. he also then tries to go and hand-to-hand fight her which is like what the
1: fuck is wrong with you do you, do you forget what you have do you forget what you can do you forget she's hey, a man. werewolf i
0: mean clearly you didn't because literally before you try and like go and stab her and make her suffer or whatever you say oh, i'm not gonna kill you that quickly you know what you are or some bullshit
1: like that yeah some like that What an absolute waste of a fantastic actor. (laughs) Honestly, it just all feels like waste. Like, Lin Shay, the best part of the Insidious franchise, is having an absolute blast, and you can tell. But uh, unfortunately, she shows up for, like, two scenes and then has an actual blast to the face (laughs) and is gone. And And now sometimes she can survive that, but, like... It kind of happens out of nowhere. It doesn't really feel like that's what you're choosing to do, which just kind of happens. No, by the way, that scene
0: isn't one where you like you have two options and you pick it. No, you mash. And every other time you do a cut scene or a quick time event like that, mashing is the correct option. So mm-hmm. throwing in a singular mash that isn't the right option, maybe because I don't actually know what would happen if you didn't. I imagine yeah, no, she just wouldn't get her face blasted off. Yeah, but then but does
1: she shoot Jessica then or what? Like I don't I don't know. I don't know. Like the the whole Hackett thing is like such an annoying contrivance cuz like they're not threatening and we know no. from like the get-go there is something supernatural and sus going on. And because this is Until Dawn, we know that they're not the real, you know, real problem here. We know there's something supernatural going on here. Yeah. And you know like there's still conflict between them because they don't know that but they don't know that because no one says anything like legitimately the like they she lynn shay makes a a quote too where she's talking about like we don't we don't want to hurt the kids and they don't hurt the kids like throughout the entire time there's but you know the kids don't know that because they're running around with guns but like literally this conflict between these people who mean you know neither means the other harm this conflict would literally not exist if someone said something If anyone said anything, particularly I'm thinking Bobby. Bobby, and
0: that's the thing. Bobby's not even a mute. Like, maybe, like, I was thinking, I was like, okay, maybe he's like, maybe he can't talk. And that's why. No, Bobby can talk in full sentences. And he doesn't just say, hey, I'm here to help you. Even though he has several opportunities to do so. Just decides not to be.
1: Even, yeah. Sorry, just even after they know that there are werewolves out there, they don't know they're werewolves, but they know there's something really bad out there. Yeah. Doesn't say anything. It's just All like, he needs to say is, like, hey, something's bad. Go someplace safe. Like, they don't, he doesn't want to hurt them. The Hackett's don't want to hurt them. But they,
0: but at every opportunity, they act menacing and like shady. It's just like, just fucking, you have the command of the English language and so do they just say something Jesus that's not that's not good plot that is absolutely a contrivance and one of the most annoying things that I which I try and always stick away from and make sure that my characters communicate and if there is an issue in communication it makes a whole lot of goddamn sense because the, I I really don't know if anything pisses me off more in media than there being a conflict that can be resolved by literally saying, like, a few words, uh, like, a sentence, and characters just not doing it because the plot needs them not to.
1: It's... Right. The plot wouldn't work if Jim Bob said a line of dialogue so he doesn't get any line of dialogue for the yeah. majority of the game
0: for no reason they, they they don't even have the decency to make him a mute that he, he it... <sighs> pointless and so pointless it's very annoying
1: i i just <sighs> Like, I understand, like, there's a, there's a very flimsy defense to be made, you know, referring it to like, oh, it's a horror reference, you know, horror characters make dumb decisions. That doesn't that's make barely decisions a defense. any less dumb. <laughs> no, like, even if that's what they're going for. Again, they're kind of, it's like, it's still dumb intentionally dumb is still dumb and this is yeah. even exceeding those levels of what's permissibly dumb because at least sometimes it can be a fun dumb this isn't a fun dumb this is just literally like the the core of the story is at stake so we just don't do it kind of dumb
0: also the hackett's turn to evil on a fucking dime was ridiculous i get them i get why they would be upset at jessica i have no fucking idea why they would stab ryan uh jim Laura. bob doesn't even hesitate Laura, whatever. I don't care, Scott. <laughs> don't I can't make you. Um But Jim Bob just um just shanks Ryan and fucks off. It's just, it's like, just like why like, sticks the knife in him. It's like, why would you say everyone? Why wouldn't you just be like why wouldn't you just be pissed at her?
1: I, I, I don't Right. If you know, I mean I did she I'm trying to remember the scene now. Did she know? Did was she just like no, no, she must have known, because, like, the kids wouldn't have access to Silver Bullet stuff, whereas, you know, Laura did.
0: Well, Laura did, and, well, at least the mother knew, so I have to assume the rest of the family knew. I don't know why they wouldn't know. Well, yeah, because he was talking to Chris about it. In terms of the the other two counselors, they had to have mm-hmm. known that they were separate. They were there for two months! You knew they were there! I, I, I There's no way that they... I, I... I don't know. It's,
1: huh? <sighs> and all of the Hackett scenes too just feel extremely abrupt. Like you say, like that. Yeah, they really do. Just kind of flip to evil immediately. But like every time they get into like a scuffle, I swear I just don't know what's happening. Like some people are across the room, some people are fighting, some people are just, I guess, watching with great interest.
0: Oh, you mean how when what's her face gets starts struggling with the shotgun and gets her face blown off because Tweedledee and fuck just sat there in the dark mm-hmm. like I, I, also the the fighting over the gun was the funniest thing ever because it looks like i both of them are barely putting in any effort right it's great i mean that was kind of a problem in the other until dawn as well and maybe it's because it's Or sorry you're in, in until dawn as well no you're I right you're like, right yeah i feel like um Supermassive games just lack physicality and I don't know if that's just because of they're like in mocap suits and stuff doing it, but everything feels so gentle. Everything feels so like it's yeah. a nice little touch. It's a nice little touch. Yeah. I know no fighting. Ow, that hurt. Oof, ow, ooch, ow, oof, ow, ee, no. Which it, which is play fighting. It's just play fighting. It's yeah. all about My the pageantry. All about the page My touch. <laughs> <laughs> and then midnight like, lays from the top rope. <laughs> I got one in, boys. I got one in before <laughs> Scott. <Woo-hoo! laughs> uh but if you don't know, that's a shame. But we know. That's yeah, the important we, part. That's that's all that matters. Um but yeah, no, I I couldn't even tell they were struggling for the gun. No. I don't even know how the shotgun went off, I'll be hundred percent honest. <laughs>
1: And uh, God himself was upset with the scene. It was like, okay, let's just wrap this up, ladies.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know how you could have avoided that or could have possibly known. To avoid that, because assume, yeah. it, because you, like you'd have to assume because you've been seeing her be pissy that she would shoot. Laura, when she got control of the gun. Because she's like, no more protecting people because they shot my little granddaughter or whatever. Not but,
1: Kaylee. Not Kaylee. Not, not, not Kaylee. Kaylee. Oh, my God. Not yeah, Kaylee. Don't, don't, yeah, not God. Kaylee. Oh, my God. Whoop, baby. Not Kaylee. You're
0: saying, you're saying, you see. You would think that he's That's just me. playing that up for comedic value. He's not. They. She literally I, I'm doing a table the review. same line over and over and over again. God. Yeah, no, the whole hacking thing is just such a shit show.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest. I feel like all of the characters were one of the biggest, uh biggest pain points with the quarry.
0: Oh yeah, all the characters sucked. Are you joking? Yeah, uh, the only one who like
1: didn't suck was Caitlyn.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna take that back a little bit. The only one who didn't suck, I agree, was Caitlyn. Ryan started off not sucking that much and then slowly went down into sucking by the end of the game. Uh And then Dylan started off sucking a lot and then kind of like middled out with Ryan, like by the end of the game
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, th- playing this, the will they won't they with uh, Logan and Dylan was mesmerizing. <laughs> like he was, ba- he was loving Dylan. He was hating Dylan. It was, it was,
0: I was, was vi- Dylan was on my hit list for a while. And then I think as soon as he lost his hand, like, I don't know if, like, he channeled all of, like, the annoyingness into his hand. As soon as he lost his hand, he became a much more tolerable character. Like, I I don't know if it's just because, like, he still had his quirk moments, but I didn't mind them so much because they were so much more spread out and so much more tame. Whereas before, it was, like, constant 24-7. And, like, I get that he later says, like, oh... You know, that's like an act I put on because everyone seems to like that Dylan. And my first immediate thought was, who the fuck likes that Dylan? (laughs) No, I don't like that Dylan. But um, I'm not against the idea that it was more so of a front. I just I guess. I I guess that was that that was kind of decent in terms of, you know, pulling that back. I kind of wish we saw a bit more of it beforehand. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. Once we got to the Radio Shack, I think Dylan became a lot more tolerable because again, he was talking. He started talking about things he actually liked and was passionate about instead of trying to be a try to be a poser or something like that. So, Oh hell, posing. Yeah, but no, he got a-, a lot more tolerable. So, yeah. Caitlin, Caitlin was great the whole time, or the best the whole time. Jessica, I don't know, I. I I got Jessica killed.
1: Uh, so are you talking about Emma? Fuck Emma! I got Emma <laughs> killed. Where, where, what is Jessica from? You've referred to like five people as Jessica. Is she not in the game? <laughs> I don't think there's a Jessica. Is there Jessica in the game? I don't think there's a Jessica in the game. I don't know what I'm referring <laughs> <I don't>. to. <laughs> is there, is there a, a trauma from a past life involving a Jessica? Maybe. Uh. Yeah. Well, it's true. Uh... We can't really talk about uh jacob and emma because uh they didn't get a chance to have an arc
0: yeah because jacob drowned in a couple of quick time events i'll be honest that was like near the end of the playthrough we were all really tired and my apparently my dipshit hat was on because i voted for both wrong options twice even though the fact that it didn't work the first time should have been a humongous red flag to me that we shouldn't do that again but i i'm still molding over that
1: because that was just that was just stupid on our part right no i i had the thought but the group said pull so i was like yeah no
0: and i should have known better especially because it was barbed wire like i should have known you can't pull out a barbed wire at at least i i think it was barbed wire or something like
1: it it was but i've I've been thinking about that why is that why what was that there's like sticks with barbed wire down there in the lake i don't know i don't know how at first i thought it was like a First I thought it was like a werewolf trap but then they're like no werewolves don't go in water. So why in a summer camp for children do you have barbed wire on sticks in the lake? I don't know why well there's
0: also that body down there which we never found out which again might be in Jacob's story.
1: Um or it was That was one of the I think that was a hiker down. that went missing according to the uh the epilogue could be wrong. I don't know. Um
0: could be wrong. I don't know how Jacob got his thing his hand caught on the stuff twice Michael and I were actually talking uh at some point and we were wondering if it's because he put on the the uh, bracelet or whatever that that's what was getting stuck yeah that... that came up yeah we're wondering if like okay if we didn't put it on would he not have gotten stuck I don't know I guess my thought process was just well first of all how the fuck did it stay whatever my thought was okay we'll just pull it out and we'll just deal with the consequences of having a ripped up hand but i guess but again like i said i'm still molding over it i should have been smart enough to know that (laughs) you shouldn't have done that (laughs) and so i i i hate being stupid i hate being an idiot so (laughs) i'm still molding over it then Um, he's a man is dead you killed a man Well, also, because sometimes the choices don't fucking matter. So, of course, it's the one time it does matter. I just decide to say, fuck it. Right. Ballin. (laughs) Um. So, yeah, we can't really talk to Jacob's story. We can't talk about Emma's story because I was so pissed. Well, I was probably going to try and kill Emma anyways. It was like her and Dylan were on my shit list uh, because they were just so goddamn annoying. Uh and I was also but it didn't help that Jacob died and I was pissed off about that because I was kind of I did kind of want to see how he would develop when I still had hope because I was kind of hoping it would be like a Mike situation where he became a lot better Yeah um, Uh but then I correctly predicted uh that Emma was going to die if I made certain choices uh I will be honest I was still surprised that the game did do that. I was kind of half expecting it to be a rug pull like they'd like to do in terms of the choices mattering. So I was pleasantly surprised when a werewolf fell down and fucking killed her. It's like thank God. We don't have to deal with her anymore. Fucking influencer tri- twitch video. God. Very annoying.
1: Um she was annoying. Did not miss her. Maybe gets better. Dunno.
0: Uh, but, Nick. Uh, I don't know. That's right. I don't know. Like Nick gets I don't know if Nick was going to be a part of their story because he gets bit, turns into a werewolf, runs off, and then we never see him again until the very end. Yeah. Because we saved him because we killed the werewolves. Um, And then everyone else was actually pretty together for most of the part. They kind of split off into two groups, but it never was more than like two groups. Yeah. Um, And there was a really long section with Laura and Max's backstory, which felt entirely unnecessary, but it's like, okay,
1: yeah, whatever. Yeah, definitely like the the characters are a problem. I I don't like I'm thinking about it now. I guess not a, a lot of them were like super annoying throughout. It's just a lot of them felt kind of again stuck between archetype and actually being a character yeah. some of them just don't even show up like i don't even know if abby has a role in any other version of the story because at least for she... art she just kind of showed up and dipped
0: yeah and Nick was uh, yeah. pretty similar she didn't really do anything yeah nick nick is probably the biggest defender of that i forgot he was a thing until literally the end of the game
1: Oh, we completely forgot about him. We forgot, like, oh, yeah, you jumped out of a window like five hours ago. And so did How's the characters, ahead? by the way, too. They also never mentioned Nick again. <laughs> no. And they never they never mentioned Jacob and Emma either. They never noticed that those two are missing.
0: No, there's. Well, no, they say at one point they're just like, oh, should we wait for Jacob and Emma? And we were kind of like saying like, ha no, you're not going to. But then they also say, uh, no, nah, not really. We're we should just keep moving.
1: Yeah, they're probably fine.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But nobody gets to like Emily levels of like hate. So,
1: yeah. No. Oh, speaking of which, I looked it up. Jessica's from Until Dawn. Oh,
0: oh, that's Mike's girlfriend. That's why I'm saying it.
1: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we solved it.
0: Because she was actually like Emma, and then she got fucking taken by a Wendigo and was beat up the rest of the game and was like traumatized. It traumatized the annoying California girl out of her. Mean thing to say. More tolerable character.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mean thing to say. I'll <laughs> say it again. <laughs> and uh, I stand by.
0: But no, I mean uh, it was a Yeah, that was that it was it was, I mean, but honestly, they did it well in terms of and maybe they would have done the same thing with Emma. I don't know. I got her killed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I was uh, told to open the door and good soldiers follow orders. Yeah. But
0: uh no, Jessica. I don't even know if she's necessarily that annoying. She's just kind of more that's kind of kind of bitchy type, but not, not that much. She was not a fucking influencer. Like Emma was that crap was annoying. Yeah. Because it's very much a like howdy fellow kids kind of like writing with that kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong. I feel like there probably are some like real cringe I don't even want to know what teenagers get up to nowadays trying to hunt for clout because I say it's like the howdy there kids, but I could honestly probably see that as being a real person trying to chase clout. And I hate that. (laughs) Smash that like button. Uh, God, Please. every time that comes up, I'm just reminded of the villains from Borderlands, the base Borderlands three games. And it makes me want to just bash my head into
1: a wall. See, I played the long game. I didn't get invested in Borderlands 1. I didn't care back then. I still Scott, don't care. So I can't be disappointed well, but in Scott that. Scott is
0: completely unconnected. So you're not missing anything.
1: So. Says you. Yeah. But that's another time. Anyway. Yeah, yeah the characters are, because I mean, that's what this is all about, right? The characters doing stuff. Yeah. I, I didn't find them very uh, interesting. I found that there was a, a lot of pretense towards talking about stuff and not actually doing stuff. That might yeah. just be because this is a choice driven game. So it's not like we can be like, this character is brave. Quote, Bitch, I said, run. So, uh, but yeah. like they say stuff like <laughs> Ryan's a brooding loner type. I never got that vibe from anything he said or did.
0: No, not even slightly. No, he's not brooding at all. loner type. Like loner, maybe, sure. Brooding, no,
1: (laughs) not really. I mean, I guess they're referring to this bit of a bit of verbal backstory he gets where he's like deciding if he wants to go to art school. Oh, should he? But his sister got to leave it with the grandparents. But that's like a moment, and we never see that result in any like collateral brood. It's just something that comes up, doesn't really change the character or what he does. It's just. something Dylan, we talk about
0: Dylan at one point also calls him heroic um Dylan. <laughs> have you been paying attention?
1: <laughs> oh I think Dylan was paying attention to Ryan.
0: I think he was. uh no I, I I don't know if I would call anything Ryan did necessarily heroic. I would call them more so necessary acts of survival. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like there's anything out of what he did, where he put himself in extraordinary danger for uh, not of his own benefit. So like heroes do. Yeah. So. I don't know. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. and and then so a lot of the times the stuff that rises to the top with thinking about the characters are the extraordinarily shitty decisions they make yes because there's not much else to distract from that and like bad characters making stupid decisions is one thing but when you have them in a story as poorly paced as this one (laughs) it just becomes like it's just like people scratching at you just like scratching down the length of your body for hours and hours it's just not fun no really not it, like this pacing is all over the place and i'll be i'll be honest maybe some of it is because we lost some characters and so some things had to happen a bit abruptly because you know it would have been a full scene if someone else was alive to take the heat like maybe lynchee wouldn't have gotten her face blown off or maybe it would have been a bit of a longer build up to it if there was someone else there uh I, like i do think that the cages that we were near before we got discovered by uh, the hackets i think that jacob was supposed to be in one so he might have been around there at that time based on some light
0: reading I've seen yeah I remember seeing a scene of some like when it very first came out of a couple of people playing through it and there's some sort of puzzle in there and I remember them completely guessing their way through it and they're just like oh thank fuck like I had no idea what I was doing (laughs) and I think there was supposed to be yeah maybe multiple in there so I don't I don't know yeah but again, so, I would argue that that's not our fault because it was not our fucking decision to make a game like this. It's true. So, it's very true. If your story can't stand on its own merits, which, yes, that includes the branching paths, it's not our fault. Right.
1: When the branching paths is the whole deal. That's yeah. why we're here playing it as a game and not just sitting through movie mode. You know. You're going to be judged by those. Yeah, Uh, but i bring it up just because you know there were some chapters in this game that i felt were like they were like over in like 20 minutes most like some of them we were just clipping through and it wasn't even like we were intentionally speed running it's just that there wasn't much going on yeah like chapter five through six i don't even remember because they were just over before they began again maybe because we lost some c plots shame anyway uh but then there were just some chapters that are just excruciatingly long for no reason. Laura like, and Max's chat. Oh, that's exactly where I was going. Oh, so
0: fucking long for no goddamn reason. I thought maybe at the end of it, like they would be like, okay, we're gonna. I, I-, I thought Laura's gonna like she was part of the crew now. No, I guess she just broke out and decided against all logic and reason to try and just hunt him herself or not try and help mm-hmm. them. I,
1: I It's. <sighs> well, that's the thing. Like chapter seven is a is a, is a flashback chapter because in, at the end of chapter six, Laura shows up and is like, hey, remember me from the prologue? This is what I've been up to. And so chapter seven is an exposition chapter. All that we really need to get from it is the general idea of where Laura's been, what we're actually dealing with here. Turns out werewolves. And uh, that's really it. Like we, we all we need to do is just a little information to get back on track with the main campaign. Yeah. Mission seven, chapter seven. I'm not even kidding. I look back at the VOD. We were in there for over 70 minutes. Jesus Christ. 70
0: minutes. In one room, by the way, for the most part of characters just talking.
1: Mm hmm. It was it's just in the jail cell. There's a little bit of interrogation, but it's like next to the jail cell. So, you know, it's like, hey, it's my, this is my vacation. I went down to the living room. It's basically the same place. Yeah. And there's like no actual game part during that time. There's one moment where you get to go around the police station and look for stuff. That's it. And we were around there. You know, we weren't exactly rushing. I think we went back and forth because we weren't sure where we'd been for a while. Yeah. Uh, but even still, I don't think we were in there for like more than 10 minutes maximum. And you don't even need to walk around at all. It's no. very possible. You could just say, no, nah, I'll just stay in my cell. So it's literally just an hour of sitting and listening to them talk and choosing dialogue options that are they feel some of the most meaningless in the entire game. And there's no tension because we know Laura is fine. We know she got out. She's the one telling the story. There's no weight to any of the choices because we know no matter what, she's fine. I guess the big Fisher point is that you can either, you know, based on what you find in the police station, subdue uh, Detective Ted Raimi with drugs. Or I guess you just kind of talk him down if you don't. I don't know. But yeah. even still, that's that's it's just such a long chapter for no reason. It, it's in the middle too, right after we, you know, the werewolves really start kicking off and doing stuff in the main plot. We see Nick jump out a window, and now it's like, let me tell you a story. It grinds the whole thing to a halt.
0: Yeah, and none of the dialogue
1: is particularly
0: interesting. Because they write it in a way where it's like, oh, but it's like this big old mystery. It's this big old mystery. What's really happening? And this is something else is super massive games is that they think they're so fucking clever with their mysteries that they think that they can ride the high of, oh, what's really going on when I actually gave up interest like 10 minutes ago. Like, I do not fucking care.
1: Joke's on you. We don't care.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, like this one, we already know it's werewolves. Like, I I don't, I don't I
1: don't, I don't care. Yeah. I, I know that even werewolves. if they, I don't know if they've said werewolves up to that point, but eh, maybe Laura did. We we had. Had we? Yeah, we did. Okay, I believe you. But even if we still, <laughs> we knew them, as, like, had or hadn't, we knew them at, like, Goblin something. We knew what, what it yeah. was. We needed a name, if anything. Yeah. And then they just, it, it's an, an hour of just talking around the point, around what it is. It's like, why did you bring us back here and hide us in this jail cell for months? If you're not just gonna tell us what's going on,
0: yeah, that part I agree. Made you want to no remain, sense, you know, though.
1: maybe a little skeptical, maybe a little, you know, you don't want to spill too much beans on these strangers. But it, it, it's, it's past. It's one of those things where it, it almost feels like the character splits into a different one, uh, uh, Sergeant Ted Raimi where at first he's like he just doesn't talk he's extremely guarded and then just after chapter seven he just cannot stop talking he just says everything on his mind he just he pours his heart out all the time it's like calm down
0: yeah it also doesn't make sense for him to be I don't understand why he's withholding so much information when they clearly know something as strange is going on and you're just holding them there like what is your plan like right. if, if your plan is to get them into the fold or kill them which I guess maybe that's what he was debating why would you wait so long i don't i don't understand that why would you be so i don't know
1: well especially after you know i agree with him in one point was like maybe it's easier to show you to show you that you know your boyfriend is going to turn into a lanky man yeah when the full moon comes and it's like okay but then like two months pass it's like what yeah.
0: then he what? keeps being guarded after she literally saw proof of it oh unless because he was in gas with the steam, she didn't see. <laughs> Where would he go? Oh my god! I, I have a distinct feeling that might actually be what it is because she didn't get a clear shot at him, even though she. Well, no, I. I don't no, know.
1: she got splattered.
0: Yeah. She also got slashed in the eye. So.
1: Yeah, I I think that she probably had a clue, although knowing the quarry, it's very possible she also might have gone. There's probably nothing. Probably did. It's either oh. bears or it's nothing with this game. Yeah. It's characters.
0: I don't know. And then again, the whole side plot with the hag of Hackett's Quarry. Again, no, maybe we guess. just weren't looking hard enough or something, but in terms of our playthrough, it barely came up. I mean, I'm
1: trying to think what what's even there to add. Well, like, I- I'm what all if it really because... amounts to is just revealing that hey, the character that keeps pulling you out of every chapter and talking to you completely unsolicited, yeah, that's <laughs> the hag they brought up in the beginning, and if you get a little bit of her backstory, if you find a card where, uh, but even you don't even need the really the card in the backstory because the characters talk about it later.
0: Yeah. It got to the point where I was so annoyed with her. You find out later that the like the original werewolf is her son. It got to the point where I was so annoyed that ever at after every chapter she would talk to us like in in unskippable cutscenes, and then there's an option mm-hmm. to see more or move on. And every single time we clicked move on because I could not be fucked to listen to her more. Uh, it came to the point no. where I then just started spiting the game. And said, "Oh, hey, that's your son. Cool. Like, kill him." Mm-hmm.
1: Can't because con- he's the uh, original can't werewolf who
0: threatened the video game. I did, and then I—I uh, I, I don't know if that's what everyone else wanted to do, but I—I I, I will say I enforced my will. <laughs> oh no, I was for it. Oh, okay, good. So it was a democracy vote. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, at the end of the game, you have the option to shoot or not shoot the the son, the kid, the this I don't know if it's a kid, but the son, the original werewolf. And uh yeah, we did that without any sort of hesitation, even though the game
1: seemed to want us to. said, so, fuck you. Get me out of here. <laughs> no. No, the, the whole hag thing, it, it, it just really felt like a pale imitation of what they tried to do with the psychiatrist and Until Dawn. Oh, yeah. But the thing with Until Dawn and the psychiatrist is that they actually wove it back into the story. And it yes. reveals, I already said spoiler alert, but this also applies for Until Dawn. Uh, that you are in those moments, you're not just the player he's talking to. You are in Josh's psyche as it begins to fracture and he begins to weigh the choices that you know have actually started putting people in mortal peril. And is he okay with that? Is he upset by that? And you, it, it's more of his psychological conflict. It's something that's actually in the story. Yeah. The quarry ain't. The quarry is just literally like, unless again, we missed something, she's literally just talking to you, the player. Please do this, player, please. It's like, well, that that's didn't... what every
0: other supermassive game was? does. They're not part the narrators, aren't part of the plots anymore. For, uh, at least the ones that I've seen. They're just narrators now because Mm -hmm. they completely missed the point of the first one.
1: Right. It's like, I don't have a role in this. Why are you roping me in? Why are you so insistent? She's like, oh, everything I've done for you. I I think what's supposed to happen is that you bring her a card and then she'll give you like a premonition of the future so you can, you know, potentially avoid a death or something. We do not care. We do not care. Yeah. But I, there, there's also, you know, the one part that we're kind of dancing around here. And it's not the fact that, you know, like the story of the quarry, which I'm realizing now is rhyming, and I'm not as pleased with that as I should be. Yeah. Uh, it's got some bad, it's got some bad to it. And that's obviously the big draw. But at the end of the day, this is a game. There has to be some interactivity to it. And the quarry is very, it feels very restricted in a lot of ways in terms of that interactivity. Like Until Dawn wasn't. Much better. Until Dawn also has that bit of a problem where it's like walk to cutscene, walk to cutscene, walk to cutscene. But at least like a lot of the places you'd go in the levels, you you started out walking around, or at least that was the primary identity of the places, right? You can walk around, interact with things in a somewhat loopy adventure game sense, like oh I'm picking it up, I'm moving my head to look at it, Ooh. Like that that was a core part of it, right? I'm trying to think of the actual... How many levels in the quarry are like that? Where you just... You walk around and I can actually do, like... Anything of substance. Two? Um... Like, the police station? Maybe, like, the first time you're in the lodge? Could What... Did you
0: really do anything? Maybe the... First part of the game where we broke into the cabin and that ended up doing something later and maybe something else. I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah like I was talking about with, you know, the problem with Chapter 7, it was very little to do. It just feels like there's a problem with the game at large. There's just walk along the path of walk to a cutscene. A lot of the times it feels incredibly like needless as well. Like during the, uh, the hag flashback, you place the hag briefly. I can't emphasize how briefly like you can walk around. I literally walked for like two seconds before it was a quick time event. <laughs> it was like, I don't even know why you gave me this. Also,
0: all of the quick time events in this game suck. They do. I didn't even play them. And I know they suck. Because they change them from button presses to just pushing on the analog stick. And there's not a lot of them, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but they're all completely obvious and they have zero tension whatsoever.
1: Right. I will say I, I actually do kind of like that it is based on the left stick now a lot of the quick time events just because I feel like with Until Dawn and I could be misremembering this. And so, you know, slap me upside the head if I'm wrong. But with Until Dawn, it was like, you know, press square to avoid, not press circle, not press triangle. And so it was like, okay, what button am I gonna have to hit? I'm writing that, right? That's how it was. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I appreciate now that it's more like this is a quick time event. This is the uh, the part of the controller you'll be using. So you don't have to think like, all right, which button on this controller am I going to hit? It's more like, okay, it's quick time time i'm gonna move in a direction to avoid something or maybe i won't maybe i'll let him get hit by that pole we'll see Uh, and then you know to interrupt stuff that's always x it'll always be x to interrupt it'll always be the right trigger to shoot i kind of like that i'm not pretending it's gonna make it like "I'm, i'm in the game it's so immersive but at least it's you know you know i start thinking like okay i need to shoot so i'm just going to shoot and instinctively going for the you know the right trigger or interrupt, instinctively going for the interrupt button. I kinda yeah. like that it's a little bit more consistent in that regard. Uh but it is, you know, yeah, I i almost said it was kinda it's kind of a shame that it doesn't get used as much. But uh you know what? I don't like QuickTime events that much, so I guess I don't really mean it, but
0: Yeah, I guess it is nice that they'll at least be uh that they're at least consistent, so you don't have to guess too much, where you're like, okay, it's a running scene, probably gonna get a analog stick, but I mean, a lot of the time, they're completely unnecessary, in classic mm-hmm. super massive style, where any of the quick time events are again, completely unnecessary, like fucking Ryan running upstairs, like, do we really <laughs> need like three quick time events for that? Like, Jesus. I heard uh, about that. And don't the only... Try- The only other things they added was, like, a quote-unquote shooting mechanic, kind of. I mean, not really, because everything was always just lined up directly in front of you.
1: Yeah. See, I thought that that was going to be a thing, because there's a thing in the settings options where it's, like, combat stuff. And they call it, like, combat tutorials when they're setting it up. And so I thought, like, okay, cool. There'll be some more depth to that. And I'll be honest, that's what kind of got Caten killed a little bit. Because I, they they reference stuff in the beginning when you get the gun. It's the gun. It's like, okay, the gun has spread. And so, you know, if you want to actually hit something, you, you got to be close to it. And yeah. so I thought, ooh, maybe this will lead to a bit of a layered encounter where it's like you can shoot early, uh, but, you know, you'll hit them. You won't quite kill the thing. But if you, you know, you shoot close, you <clears> will kill it. Maybe that'll lead to, you know, a certain branching path. And so I, t- I fouled that in my head. And uh, the bigger mistake was actually giving the game that credit because it got to the part in Caitlyn's part where you're aiming at the werewolf. And I'm like, okay, this is the moment. I'm gonna have to wait for it to get close. All right, it's close enough. Oh, Caitlyn's dead. Well,
0: I still don't know
1: how you. I still don't know how you did
0: that. I really don't. I. <laughs> you can because come up I with. Tr- you can come up with any excuse you want, Scott. I do not understand how you thought. I. I I would be, I would believe you more if you were, if you literally just said, Oh, I had the controller down and I didn't pick it up in time. That would be more believable than (laughs) you saying you were waiting for the fucking thing to get closer. It's like, what? what, No, reaction times of an 80 year old grandma is what this
1: man has. (laughs) I thought that they'd make a thing of it because they were talking about the spread, but like it never becomes a thing. And so it begs the question, why are you even making this combat a thing? Like, I don't think I've read up on it. I don't think there's a single moment where that actually matters. It's literally just either point and shoot or don't shoot. Yes. And that was disappointing to me. I thought, oh, hey, we're actually going to have an ac- some sort of mechanic here. No, it's no different from a quick time event. That was my fault. I gave the game too much credit. I will admit that. You killed the only good character, Sky. I know. I'm upset too, Logan. I didn't want that. But of course, you know, there's the quick times, there's the adventure game stuff, you know. All that stuff's pretty paltry in this one. Very, very token. Uh, But honestly, so many of the choices, what are supposed to be the actual meat, feel the same way. There are so many choices that just straight up don't matter. Like there's one where you think it will matter, where it's like, oh, you have to run from the monster or climb the tree. We climbed the tree and we did all the quick time events to, you know, uh, presumably stay in the tree. But then we fell out of the tree and immediately started running again. It's like, that's right. What's what? What was the point of that? The point was to climb the tree and have fun, Scott. (laughs) Well, did we? No. The point. She's been. And then so much of the dialogue, it's not like very rarely is it like, yes, go, or no, don't go. It's you will go. The character's just going to either agree, agree politely, or agree mean, like, why should I go with you? And then we'll just go anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't need every choice to break the universe, but still. Yeah. So little of them actually matter. No. And so then it makes it, you know, doubly surprising when oh, this thing that was I didn't even realize was a choice has killed a character or oh, this choice that I really thought didn't matter actually just killed Jacob. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was basically the uh
0: yep, yep. Mhm. You nailed it mm-hmm. on the head right there. Sorry. I'm, like it's actually yeah.
1: pissing me off
0: thinking about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... Mm-hmm. Now, you know what you can do, too? I found out in the settings, you can make it so that every quick-time event is succeeded and that every combat encounter is automatically won. I guess we should have turned that on for you, Scott. I guess that would have been really helpful. It would have been really helpful. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I, did. I would have loved that right then and there. So just, I don't know. I don't know. Like it, It's just... It begs the question: Why am I here to play the game? You clearly don't want me here to play the game. Yeah. If you're gonna keep doing this sort of thing, supermassive Jonathan, my friend, my not friend, I feel like you. The the answer is not to do what Telltale did and ultimately led to them cannibalizing themselves to death and just releasing these like mediocre versions of everything that you've done, just pumping out quantity. I feel like the really the thing you should be focusing on here is the quality. Like the to me, like this formula feels very you know a bit basic, bitch. When it comes to interactive storytelling, but it can still work. But you've got to put in you know the work. If you make this huge branching thing, then there you go. That'll pay off. That'll you know keep people invested. But I don't feel like they're doing that. I feel like they're just focused on just pumping games out. No, and
0: I completely agree. I kind of feel like i kind of feel like they almost have kind of like an ego kind of like how naughty dog especially after the last of us kind of got well i guess maybe neil Druckmann specifically got the ego of like i can do no wrong i'm an absolute genius and everything i write is god's gift to earth maybe i'm being a little too harsh on supermassive there but i kind of feel like they do kind of have an ego in terms of their writing and their story, and they feel like anything we write
1: is perfect and great and everyone's going to love it. Well, the fact that they haven't changed their approach since (laughs) when was Until Dawn, 2014? Like, it's been Uh, almost 10 years, and they're still doing the same (laughs) thing. The same thing, Logan, the same thing.
0: I just realized, wow, that's a decade ago, and their graphics haven't gotten any, like better no i feel like they're still on the same engine (laughs) which not to say that the engine doesn't look good sometimes it looks good in terms of sometimes it looks good uh, 2015 was until dawn 2015 so okay sometimes it does not look good remotely (laughs) no the faces they were making were fucking spawns of satan like jesus yeah, that person yeah. is possessed by a demon dylan that was one of the reasons oh we really Christ. didn't like dylan in the very beginning every besides the personality being not great every facial expression he had was complete garbage and mm-hmm. i was not unconvinced he was uh, not, just not a goblin
1: oh he was very goblinny it's so. weird because it's like, I think just like on their own, the models capturing the actor's likenesses, they're pretty good. They're pretty uncanny. Yeah. They look like the people they're supposed to be. Yeah. But I don't know if it's just this time around or if the engine hasn't kept up with the animations. Something was weird with the animations in this one. Like it was not all together. Oh, very much so. Like pretty much every like it, I'm, I'm thinking in particularly like a lot of the facial animations, Like, mouths looking very weird. Like, everything that Emma said, her lips moved in such erratic ways. I felt like I was watching one of those, like, Beyond Two Souls with 5,000% facial animations (laughs) thing. I don't know if they just lost the data and needed to keyframe. I don't know if they just couldn't capture it and had to overcompensate, like, in post. But there was some weird exaggerations. The rubbery necks. Do you remember the rubbery necks? Yes, where... Especially the first part. Because what the game tries to do is what, like...
0: Uh, Like Dead Space does where it's like because you're Isaac Clarke, wherever you move the camera, like Isaac is looking then that direction. Uh, I I know a lot of other games do that, too, but that was like the most recent one I could think of. But what they did is anytime you so much as touched the fucking look this way stick the characters would crane their necks to max volume and only almost become a... uh, Or max tension and almost become like an owl. Like, it was so
1: exaggerated. It sounds like he's exaggerating with the owl spinning. No, (laughs) it wasn't. Like, we literally twisted Jacob's neck, like, so (laughs) far around. It's like, how are you upright? I think Uh, we just killed you. Yeah,
0: it was... It was scary, and yeah, no, it was... Va- like, don't get me wrong, until Dawn had some uncanny stuff in it, but again, that was, like, the first game, engine's a little weird, so it's like, okay, that's forgivable. This is... not.
1: No. It's, no. it's somehow worse, and that's impressive. Right. And weirdly, at the same time, maybe I'm wrong here, I felt like a lot of the facial animations didn't keep up. Like, no. everyone seemed to have, like their one scared face or their one worried face if that and they just kind of was stuck on that like there was there was no subtlety in that and again maybe that's a mocap thing maybe it's just the technology not keeping up yet how is it worse but i have no, seen some games that have really good like acting through face even though it is you know motion captured and no, they didn't really have this that's kind of a big deal when uh, like detroit becomes human part of the game. as much of a shit
0: game that that is like it had pretty good facial animations So, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Because David Cage is another, is that his name? Is that who it is? Uh, The Quantic Dream guy? Yeah. The piece of shit? Yeah. Yeah. Let's say he's someone else who has an ego that's so far up his own ass that he thinks everything he writes is God's gift to earth when most of it is completely mediocre. Um...
1: (laughs) Oh, if that's, he's, if that, yeah. Terrible. Sorry. And
0: like, I know I always bring up a point to, I sometimes I do feel bad shitting on other writers considering I haven't actually finished anything I've ever written. So, you know, who the fuck am I to talk, but (sighs) sorry, I'm just like, it's bringing up a a a genuine, well, no, it's bringing up a genuine fear in me that I'm just like, I hope I'm not like these guys. (laughs) Like, I hope that what I'm (laughs) writing is like actually good and someone will actually take enjoyment out of it. And like, it's like, it actually is cohesive and makes sense. And I'm not up my own ass. I think it helps that I don't think that anything I write is god's gift to earth in fact i'm very fearful of it every day <laughs> that it's garbage <laughs> that it's not it's- good and like no one's gonna like it so i'm not there yet i i, I don't have an ego <laughs>
1: yeah
0: uh, it- it's a good sign yes i, I mean you do have a it. obviously i don't think whatever i'm writing is obviously the worst shit in the world it's definitely Oh, there it God. is there it is there's uh, the ego. Sorry. Uh, there's the ego there i it got is it's too much it's too, uh, yeah. but, it is too yeah but no david cage neil Druckmann, super massive games i don't know who their main writers are but uh they seem to have a ego about their writing which is very <laughs> unfortunate
1: yeah um if you've gathered, uh, if you've gleaned any moral from this uh, this story we've woven here, uh, if you've at all thought, like, hmm, I don't know, it can't be that bad, maybe I'll try the quarry, or maybe you looked it up, or maybe you even saw our playthrough, now archived on YouTube. Yeah. And you were like, huh, maybe I'll check this out. The moral of the story is to play Until Dawn. Yeah. And if you don't have a PS4 or PS5 to play Until Dawn... Just look it up. You're done. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. What? <laughs> you, what? Uh, Your path is easy. Watch someone else play
0: it. And I say this genuinely because you might you will you may actually have a better. time. Well, no, I take that back. You will have a better time than if you were just to play through it by uh, yourself. Because, by the way, both of these games, we played them together. uh, Michael Scott Mm -hmm. and I, we all played them together. If I played even until dawn, if I played it by myself. I don't know if I would have gotten through the whole fucking game. I'll be honest. Oh, for sure. Because that shit by myself in like a dead silent room. No, like I, it would not be nearly as as interesting. And now obviously you can say that, you know, anytime you're playing a game with your friends, like, yeah, sure. It's always going to be better. But I mean, this is supposed to be a single player game.
1: So, right. I mean, if anything, you know, playing it with the fellows as we did, that should be giving the game an advantage because everything's better with friends. Oh, if I mean, we could forgive some stupidity if we can laugh at it.
0: It did. It Well, there was a lot of stupidity that I would have just gotten angry at. Well, not to say that I didn't get angry at it but i would have just mauled it about it instead of getting annoyed and then venting the frustrations to the giggles and laughs of the boys as they watched me mauled (laughs) like (laughs) and that, that and that helps me like bring it back because then i'm like okay gonna bring it back and just try and make a joke out of it instead of just sitting there and being like why is this like this like jesus christ yeah so don't play supermassive games by yourself. You're not gonna have a good time. <laughs> no, <laughs> I is the moral.
1: No. And and honestly, just don't play the quarry straight up. I'll yeah. be honest. Yeah, no, agreed. Don't don't do it. No. It's, it it's it very much feels like a a clinical attempt by supermassive to prove that they still got it. They, they don't. They can still do the until <laughs> dawn. Uh no, they don't. And maybe they do, but they just need to actually, you know, try do it. Yeah, do they need? They need to expand what they're doing here. They're acting like they've perfected their model when in they need to, you know, the model they're basing it off wasn't perfect to begin with. Until Dawn still had some big issues. A lot of what we talked about here can be ascribed to Until Dawn.
0: Yes, they need to get out their own asses. They need to get off their own hype.
1: Mm -hmm. Take an extra year or two. Don't release another Dark Pictures thing and just focus your efforts on making the big one where. All of the choices feel like they have some weight. It's this very dramatic experience from start to finish. Although, considering they're, you know, they've already announced that not only is there another season of Dark Anthology coming up, but they're doing a Dead by Daylight game, I don't think we're going to be seeing them change up their tactics anytime soon.
0: I can't imagine. So, yeah, unfortunate. Kind of seems like they're going the way of Telltale, except at least Telltale had Mm -hmm. an amazing start where they kind of just had a decent one and then have just been going downhill since and even then i like i I say that but telltale still had some bangers even in their fucking death throws like tales from the borderlands i think that's a fantastic game i really like that one and well i'm also probably very biased because i really like borderlands but i really enjoyed it i remember enjoying the game of thrones one now i will be honest i played but uh, actually, I played all of the telltale games really before I got really into storytelling and like trying and really thinking about it. So they might not hold up as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Walking Dead season one does hold up. That's like the only one I can confidently say a hundred percent that holds up. Everything else, I don't
1: know <laughs> right. Oh, well, Walking Dead set, you know, it sent waves when it launched. Yeah. Uh, oh uh that's the, um, that's the annoying thing about supermassive too they like until Dawn was fine but it's like they're acting like that was their walking dead
0: no mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. how dare you
1: <laughs> yeah what
0: was it the uh the the grim fairy tales one the oh the one that you yeah yeah it's based wolf among comic- us wolf among us yeah that one was I I think that one was good
1: <laughs> <laughs> right I know there's a season two
0: coming out, I think. Maybe. Yeah, it is. So.
1: Not this year. Yeah. Right. Well, like, Telltale kind of, like, overworked itself to death, but at least they had some good writers on hand. I'm concerned the Supermassive's going the same way, but they don't even have, you know, even the glimpses of quality that Telltale had to show for it. Yeah. They're only going to be
0: remembered for Until Dawn unless they somehow come out with just, like, an absolute banger of a game and i really don't think they're i I don't think they're going to not at the pace they're going no
1: no unless they buckle down and make you know again the big one then no i don't think i feel like we're going to be seeing a spiritual successor to the spiritual successor and uh, i think we're (laughs) destined to do this dance forever
0: (laughs) so all in all if you really feel like playing a super massive game just go ahead and play the Walking Dead season one. <laughs> Change your life, kid. Don't even, don't even bother. <laughs> Watch someone on YouTube play it. Watch a comedian on YouTube play it. You'll have a way better time. I guarantee it. <sighs> but I think, uh, I think that's all we I think. That's
1: all I have to say. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Scott. Oh, you. Thank you for being considerate <laughs> for me. Uh, no, I think that pretty much covers all the bases. Uh, overall, do not recommend. Yeah, no, do not recommend.
0: So, I guess, thank you everybody for joining us on this episode of Chatting with Feet to Comply. Uh, thank you, Scott, for actually being here. Of no course. For not having a social life, just like me, is there so we can <laughs> do these things. I got you. Why, why doesn't Michael ever ask
1: us to hang out with his you think he's a, he's the he's worried about what we might do?
0: I mean, he I probably what I would do, I don't know about you. I feel <laughs> like you have self control. Me? I don't know. Might get him fired. <laughs> right. Well, if I'm there, I can kind of
1: control you a little bit. Though, little a little bit. bit.
0: We do share the same brain cell, so. Yeah.
1: Maybe he's That's worried true. that little bit's not enough.
0: Nah, cause I mean some things still slip out, so. Yeah.
1: Anyways. Thank you everybody else for listening uh, to this episode. Uh, if you want to join Michael on his co-workers dinner night be sure to sign the uh, sign up a Google form included in the yeah. description. Comment below with
0: your <laughs> your phone number address, your social security and where we can find you so mo- so Michael can give you a big old personal invitation. disclaimer please for the love of fucking God don't do that. <laughs> well you hear that I heard somewhere. Have a great rest of your whatever. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.